Hello again, this is Jeremy Loya, uh, back with another recording on um, personal development, spirituality, the nature of reality, basically what the hell is all this stuff here and why should I care? Um, and I thought, so the last few recordings I talked a little about sort of my journey leading up to my trip and uh, some of the lessons I had learned along the way to kind of give some context. Uh, but at this point, I kind of feel like just cutting to the chase <laughs> a little bit. And uh, so, and I think I think various experiences from my journey will, will naturally come in, but I, I kind of wanted to reshape things around from sort of a story telling vibe of like chronological to just like, what did I actually learn, <laughs> you know? And then bringing in examples from my experiences as a, as a, as a result of that. So um, <laughs> if I had to boil this whole thing down to one line, um, basically everything that I've learned on this journey, um, which has taken me very far and wide. Um, I spent multiple weeks in a pretty remote part of the Amazon, uh, working with uh, a shaman there and ayahuasca, spending many days in isolation in the middle of the jungle uh, in an, with no you know, and I'm basically on a wooden platform, <laughs> barely eating any food, bathing in the waterfall, full on jungle man situation. Um, I went all the way to Israel and spent a lot of time in um, Jerusalem and Sfat learning about Jewish mysticism. Um, I traveled to Africa and um, went to Gabon, which is a country not many people go to <laughs> in West Africa and learned a little bit about um, the pygmy tradition there and uh, worked with a plant called iboga, uh, which is sort of like the ayahuasca of Africa, if you will, uh, gives you sort of these transcendent experiences. And um, man, <laughs> can't tell you how crazy of an experience that was. Um, was basically running around in a loincloth for a couple weeks, weeks painted from uh, head to toe, <laughs> participating in all these rituals in the forest and um, many, many crazier experiences. So I think all these experiences will come out naturally as I go on. But um, yeah, let's just say I went far and wide. I was in Sri Lanka for a month. I was in India for two months doing all sorts of meditation retreats and visiting all sorts of ashrams. And um, then, yeah, so far and wide, very deep experiences with many different cultural traditions, many different spiritual traditions all across the globe. What the hell was it all for? <laughs> and of course, you know, the outer journey, as, as exciting as it is and adventurous as it is, it, it's, it's all about what's happening inside you, right? It's all about, like you, you there's the saying, you know, you, you take yourself wherever you are, wherever you go, there you are, you know, you take yourself wherever you go. So um, what really matters is, is the inner experience and, and are the outer experience. At the same time, that's not to say you just sit around and do nothing. You know, it's the outer experiences reshape your internal wiring. And I think that's the purpose of having them. But, um, you know, uh, this journey really gave me a lot of clarity on what I felt like I'd been struggling with my whole life as a result of these sort of panic attack experiences or these sort of existential experiences that I had my whole life and was never able to get out of my head you know like some people I guess they're able to just um, table some of these bigger questions like 
what is reality? What are we all here for? Um, is it all just random? You know, and, and re or just you know read something about it and say, okay, that makes enough sense. Sounds good to me. Uh, for me, there was always this creeping sense that there was something more <laughs> to reality that I wasn't seeing. There was something more, and and none of the explanations I would really read or was taught quite satisfied that itch. There wasn't. There was always something quite not right with it, and there was always sort of this discontentment with my experience in reality or the sort of undercurrent that something wasn't right about it. It felt like, uh, to, to use the Matrix analogy again, like I was, um, you know, Neo in the beginning stages of the movie that was like, really was like not at home, <laughs> basically in the Matrix and, and realized something wasn't quite right. And, uh, you know, I definitely thought I was going crazy for a while at certain points. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody else seem to be bothered by this whole notion that we don't really know what reality is and and we spend all these times trying to be happy and maximize all these things in our lives, but how do we even know that what we're doing is right? How can we know if what we're doing is right or wrong or aligned or not aligned if we don't even know what this whole thing is, right? So like just an example, there have been various theories that we live inside of a computer, computer simulation, which uh, many smart people have proposed. Uh, Elon Musk's Elon Musk thinks that that's probably 99.9% .9 the case. We have various uh, very esteemed university researchers that propose that as a theory. Um, I'm not saying that that's true, but if it was, wouldn't that quite change just about everything about your perspective on reality? Like, let's say we did leave it, live in a simulation, and the whole purpose of the simulation was to exit the simulation. And it, it, the whole thing was proposed, okay, let's put all these people in the simulation, create all these characters, and see which one realizes they're in a simulation first and makes it to the outside. Let, let's just say hypothetically that was the case. And you were just here <laughs> mucking around, doing God knows what, and uh, you had no idea that, that that was the purpose of this whole thing. Um, so that would probably change just about every action, decision, and perspective on anything you experience in life. If you if you knew that we were just living in a simulation, this was all simulation, none of these, the trees, the things that you see, none of them really exist. And the only purpose is to somehow exit the simulation. That would really change your whole perspective on life. So um, that's just one example. So similarly, I'd never really thought that, but I did have this, this needing to know, okay, how do I know what to do in life if I don't know what life is? <laughs> I don't know what I am. Um, so I, I needed to know the answers to those questions. It didn't seem like there was any other game in town to be playing aside from figuring out what the hell is going on here. And then I can make all the decisions. Then I'll decide if I want a family or not. Then I'll decide what my career should be. Then I'll decide if I should be nice to people or be mean to people. Then I'll decide if I should travel then I'll decide what to do, right? Um, but until I knew what the hell is going on here, I can't really decide or, or have like a, a way of determining what the hell to do in life. So it turns out <laughs> if I had to sum out, and, and again, this is, I'm not, I don't by any means, by any remote means want to like come across as that I figured shit out because I definitely haven't. And in fact, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know, <laughs> which is actually uh, kind of an insight that I had along the way that the, 
the, the wisest people out there are the ones who realize how little they know, whereas the people who know the most <laughs> basically are the least wise because as soon as you say, I know something, you close yourself off to learning anything about it because you think you know it. So um, not only do I feel that way, but it's become profoundly obvious how little I know or really anybody else really knows about what's going on here. But um, if I had, if I can sum up what I have learned so far, and, uh, and I, I, I fully expect this to continue to evolve and change. And that was actually one of my reservations of even doing a recording like this was because my things are evolving so fast for me, like my understandings of reality and what I am. They're evolving so quickly that um, it's, it's, I'm hesitant to even record something or put something out there because my opinion on it, or um, I, guess, I should say not my opinion, but the depth of that truth um, will, will continue to evolve and thus the explanation of it will continue to evolve. That being said, I do feel called to share at least uh, what I've learned so far. And uh, the two, basically the one, or you could say two main things that I've learned over the course of my journey, I think I can sum up in one short song that you guys might all be familiar with. Um, forgive my uh, lackluster singing voice, but it goes a little something like this. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. One more time. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Man, that's so catchy. I could sing that all day. Uh, but to avoid making you go crazy, assuming some does, someone does eventually listen to this recording, I won't sing it again for you. Uh, yeah, that was a song that I think I heard many times growing up. I'm sure many people did. Uh, never in my wildest dreams <laughs> would I have imagined that here at age 30, sitting over looking over this lake in Amsterdam, I would be saying that that short little child song would be the prof most profound insight I've had in my entire life. Um, but that's what life is for. Surprises. Surprise. That's, that's it. So um, hope you enjoyed that song. I uh, hope you have uh, the same, drawn the same insights I have from it, um, and uh, good luck with your life. No, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll explain a little bit about why that song is so profound. So let's break it down. Um, actually, I'll start with the end, because that's really <laughs> the most significant. Um, the song ends, uh, let's, let's reverse the song a little bit. So it goes, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream, merrily, 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 life is but a dream. So let's start with the, um, I, I kind of, I'm just going to reword it a little bit and go, life is but a dream, so row, row, row your boat gently down the stream, merrily, 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 merrily. So I'm going to kind of reverse that a little bit because I think um, it, it helps recontextualize it. So let's start off with life is but a dream. Um, what does that mean and why is it significant to your life? Well, <laughs> it uh, turns out that uh, the nature of reality as I um, am sort of experiencing it at the moment, um, but not as potently as I perhaps have before, and my current understanding of it is that it basically is a dream. And I don't really mean that as a metaphor. I mean that quite literally. So uh, we basically make a, a very small error 
in perception every morning that essentially dictates um, a completely foundationless experience of life. Um, it's very subtle, and it also explains why I would experience panic attacks at ex this exact inf interface, which was the interface between sleeping and waking each morning, or the interface between um, waking and sleeping each evening, each night. Um, so <coughs> basically the fallacy that we make is that when we wake up, we think that we woke up. <laughs> How crazy is that? Uh, man, so tricky, so subtle. Um, so the thing is, when you're sleeping, you're in a certain state of consciousness, operates a certain way, and then when you, when you wake up, you can't deny there is a slight difference in your experience. Absolutely, like you don't you don't as soon as you you wake up in the morning, there's a slight change in how you perceive everything. Um, however, it's not a different reality, and that's the key. You're, you're perceiving it's slightly different because you're in a slightly different state of consciousness when you're sleeping versus when you're waking, but it's not inherently different. Let me explain what I mean by that and why it's important to understand. Actually, it's not important to understand. <laughs> it's important to know about to potentially open up the experience. And actually, that's something I'll kind of go into a little bit before I go too deep down this rabbit hole, is that um, I'll explain these things just from my own direct experiences. Um, but of course, you can take everything or leave everything. But um, I will talk about how some of this can be practical to your life. And more importantly, um, knowing about it even intellectually, like by listening to this or perhaps reading about it afterwards to other people that have come to a similar conclusion in their searches, um, you have to, it's one of those things you, can, you have to experience yourself. There's no other way around it. But um, knowing about it and uh, can, can definitely open you up to uh, having the experience. But ultimately, having the experience is, is what matters. So understanding it and making it into some sort of intellectual framework and belief system and living, trying to live your life in accordance with that, uh, it'll have minor, <laughs> probably minor benefits, if any. So um, definitely having the experience for yourself is what matters. Um, so essentially, when you're in a dream, we don't really think about this too often, but it's really quite an amazing thing when we dream, because when you dream, you're, you're, basically, let's say you're in a dream and you're you're in a park, you know, and you're talking to some some friends, right? That's a totally reasonable thing to happen in a dream, uh, but we don't realize is that how amazing is that? Because when you're in a park, you're you're looking at billions of blades of grass you're looking at lakes and trees and wood and and like with the, all the individual you know um, like lines in the barks of the trees you're creating another human being in front of you that has hair and eyes and a nose and a realistic complexion and they have a completely different personality to you and they're and they're speaking to you they're speaking to you. They're saying. They're saying words. They're talking about their experience. And perhaps this person is someone you're speaking to is someone that exists in your quote-unquote real life. Yet they 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 have their they retain their same personality even though that they're this is your dream. So you're you're creating what they're saying, but they somehow it doesn't seem like it'd be something that you would say. It sounds like something they would say, and they're even saying it in their voice. Um, Similarly, there can be animals in your dreams. Uh, there can be 
pretty much anything that you would see in your normal life, right? You can be in your dreams and look up at the stars and see the stars and the planets. You can can do anything, right? Um, and experience anything. Um, so, and, and it, wow, what an amazing thing that, that your mind is doing all of this. Your mind is creating this entire park, this entire lake. It's creating all of these animals. It's creating this other person. It's creating this whole conversation. Um, in addition to it, if you um, ha have a good memory of your dreams, you're, you're also in your dreams. <laughs> this is something we don't really think about very often, but you're, you're in your dreams as a character. Um, so you have a body in your dreams. Like if you're in your dream, like, and you look down, you'll, you'll see arms, you'll see legs. Um, you have a voice in your dream. You can talk in your dream. You can have conversations with people. Um, and uh, you can even have thoughts in your dream. You know, you can, you can think in your dream. Um, so basically all of the things that occur in your everyday life um, also occur in your waking life. Um, so why is this significant? Um, this is significant because basically it's showing you that your mind, your imagination, is capable of creating an entire world and creating all these different people and all these different places. Um, and it's all just your mind creating all of it. Um, and so that, that just shows you that what I'm going to share next is not out of the realm of possibility. So then we wake up in the morning in our bed and we're like, okay, now I'm here in real reality. Great, back to real reality. And then you go about your day and you, you go, let, let's say you, you walk to a park and then you stand in that park and then you, you think that, okay, but th this, is, this isn't the same park as I was in last, last night. That was, that was the dream park, you know, but now I'm in a real park. But how do you know that this is a real park and that was a dream park? Um, so basically what I'm proposing is that it's not any different. <laughs> You're also, when you, in your, in, also in your waking state, it's not, uh, you're also imagining everything that you see, basically. Um, so when you, when you look out at the world, you're looking at a projection from inside. You're not looking at something outside that you're perceiving inward. Um, so that, and which is kind of our usual assumption. So for example, I'm in this park now and I'm looking at a tree. Um, it, uh, it would seem at first glance that that tree is out there and I'm over here and I'm seeing a tree. Um, but really, um, with this paradigm that I'm proposing is that I am actually creating, projecting this tree. I'm looking at it. I'm not, I'm not looking at it. I am creating it. I am generating this tree from my imagination. And um, that basically there isn't a material reality out there somewhere else. Everything exists inside of us. We are the creators of our own reality, very literally. Um, so as in the dream, as in the waking state, <laughs> And so I'm going to say the dream state and the waking state because there's not a dream reality and a, and a waking reality. There's just different states of experiencing the same reality. Um, so when you walk through the park and you see other people, you're creating all of those other people walking in a park. Uh, right now there's someone going by on a skateboard. That's 
coming from inside of me. I'm projecting that, like as if maybe a metaphor would be, imagine if there was a projector sitting inside your head <laughs> and projecting out a hologram all around you, 360 degrees. Um, that's basically what's happening, except it's not a real projector, it's, it's the imagination that's doing that. Um, it's all the imagination. So you're, when you look out at the world, you're actually looking at your own imagination. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So um, you can see that this is a very, very different paradigm of reality um, from the physical, that I'm a, I'm a human in a, in a physical world, on a physical planet, in a physical universe. This is saying that none of that is true, that I am literally floating on a in the middle of a sea of nothingness there's nothing around me there's actually nothing at all it's all just a dream basically <laughs> so um, similarly to a real dream um, or I should say the the dream state you imagine this whole park all these people all these things and then you wake up in the morning and you realize wow amazing none of that that was all me that was all me i created all of those characters all those people i was talking to i created them all the things that they said i created that the whole park all the leaves on all of the trees all of the detail the ducks that were going by the ripples in the pond um the bicycle that went by i created all of that simply amazing um but we don't really realize how amazing it is um, but, and then what we don't realize is that it's not any different during our regular lives, what we, what we consider normal reality. When you walk around, you're also creating everything that you see. Everything that you see, you create with your imagination. That is just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Um, and it's, it's actually, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of get to some of the practical, um, uh, aspects of this realization, but but first, I just I just want that to kind of sink in to your experience, and, and perhaps you can even even if you haven't realized this yourself, um, and I, I can talk more about um, that experience, but but just 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 uh, humor me for a second, and uh, and, I, and by the way, I don't want anyone to just believe this because they heard it, you know, um, it's something that you have to come to on your own, but. Um, I want you to just imagine for, for a second what it'd be like to the experience. So wherever you are, whether you're driving in the car, going for a walk, sitting in the room, just take a moment of silence if you can, and just look around you at everything you see. The, if you're outside, the trees, the si or if, you're, if you're in a city, the sidewalk, the streets, look out the window, um, your room that you're in, all the furniture, uh, ev just anything you can see, just take a look at all of it. All of the sounds that you hear, all of the sounds that you hear, the physical sensations going on your body, maybe if you're standing, the, the floor under your feet, the, the feeling of um, the sensations, um, you know, on your butt if you're sitting in a chair. Um, and just humor for a second, humor me for a second, and just imagine that what if I was creating, imagine as if you, you knew that you were created all of this. I'm just gonna pause for maybe five, 10 seconds and let that 
let you have that experience about what it, what it would be like to realize that everything you see, you're creating. So hope that got to sink in just slightly how, how amazing and wondrous that would be um, if, to know that you created all of that. And now I'll just talk about some of the, the implications of that. Um, so some of the implications of it are that um, like th these are some of the things that first occurred to me ironically <laughs> when, uh, when I had this uh, sort of realization. Um, one of which was that I created all of, I wrote all the books that I read. <laughs> My favorite authors, the spiritual teachers that I look up to, the uh, books that I, I most admire, the podcasts that I listen to. I wrote all of those and then read them and had the experience of reading them. I, I am all of the people that I look up to. Those are me. All my favorite songs that, that really touch my heart, that um, make me feel a sense of connection. I wrote all of those songs. I am all of those people. <laughs> and by, I just want to clarify, when I say I, I don't mean like me, Jeremy, you know, I just want to clarify that I mean like this, the deepest level, the deepest layer of consciousness. Um, I could, I'll call it the the I imagination, <laughs> which I think is what what uh, what that term is, is, right? It's I imagination. It's it's the I, what you are, um, basically imagining all of this. Uh, it's it's the projection of the I, imagination of the I. Um, and uh, so so I don't mean to, I, I I want you to have this realization for yourself that just as I am creating my reality, you are creating your reality as well, very literally. And it's not like this new agey term, you create your reality. So like, I feel like the implication of that is like, you create your reality. So, so go out there and try your best, you know, because, you know, you gotta do your best out there in the world because, you know, you got one life and you gotta make the most of it. So take action on, on your dreams and, and make reality what you want. No, 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 no. I'm saying this in a very literal way that you are in this moment, in this very second, creating everything that you're looking at. Um, now, one point of confusion that I myself fell into, um, along with this realization that I want to clear up right off the bat, is that uh, when I say you and when I say I in this case, I'm not referring to the conscious mind. So the mind has, has many different layers. Um, and, that's, and that's kind of the tricky part of this. Um, because when I had this like momentary realization, um, w the ego was not there, right? There was no conscious mind chitter chattering. Um, it was a deeper, it was, it was what, uh, it was a realization of what the Hindus call the self, you know, perhaps traditional religions, religions call God, um, what, whatever you might want to be. But, but the thing is, like, for example, traditional religions, when they talk about God, they think about it as something out there, something outside of them, like as if there's some human, you know, 
living up in the cloud somewhere that is judging them or something like that. No, 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 no. It's, it's the deepest layer of your own direct experience. So you are, in every moment, this deepest layer of consciousness that um, some people call awareness, some people call it the I, some people call it the self, um, some people call it God, the creator. There's a, some people call it, uh, the scientists would probably refer to it as the quantum field. Um, so this is always in your direct experience right now. Um, it's just a much deeper layer of your experience. So just like you have your mind, which is um, your, your ordinary mind, um, sometimes referred to as the ego, which is essentially just the, the thoughts that, are, um, that you're aware of, basically, that are chitter-chattering in your head. So sort of that voice that you know, says, says to you at various points, that's a good idea, that's a bad idea. No, no, we don't like him. Oh, we like her. Oh, no, no, I'm so stupid, I shouldn't have done that. So that, that's, the, uh, that's the conscious mind, that's the ego mind. And most of us uh, basically think that that little voice is us, and then we kind of stop there. But really, there, there's many different layers to the mind. That's just the most, that's the most gross, most surface layer of the mind. When you get a little subtler, you get the subconscious mind, um, which can be more accessible, let's say, um, and you can have it come up in, uh, in meditation, and there's just like, during the subconscious mind, there's, there's thousands of thoughts and images just like popping up, <laughs> up and down constantly. It's, it's actually quite overwhelming to go into the subconscious mind um, because there's so much junk in there. I remember when I did a uh, meditation retreat one time, I, I spent hours just observing the up subconscious mind, and wow, there's so much crap in there, just like video clips from movies I had seen decades ago just playing and um, just like people that I had met and conversations that I had from years ago, just like fantasies that I had as a child, just so much crap just going on subconscious mind that we're not aware of in our everyday experience. Um, but then again, there's a deep, there's, there's deeper and deeper layers to that. So uh, when I say that you are creating it, people can confuse this and be like, me, I'm creating it. And then stick out their hand and go, this is my dream. So poof, I want to manifest a freaking elephant right in front of me. Um, that's not exactly how it works because you're still identified with the ego mind. So your ego mind isn't creating reality. It's the deepest layer of your mind. Um, sort of that, it's, it's almost like a an open field, you know, that, that uh, a, a sort of, yeah, sort of like a, a field of awareness that's basically the deepest layer that's doing the creating. That being said, uh, the, the further away you are from identified from the ego mind and the, the more you identify with the deeper layers of the mind, the more you can do stuff like that and just poof, have an elephant in front of you. There's, there's no reason why that can't happen. <laughs> so it can be something, uh, if, if you really want elephants around you, um, keep listening because we'll get there. Um, so just wanted to clarify that um, real quick. And some other impl implications of the nature of reality actually being a dream it would mean that there there is literally endless and infinite possibilities. Anything, because what's the imagination? Does the imagination have any limits? Is there is there any end to what you can possibly imagine? No, there isn't. There's. It's just. It's only limited by, by. It's limited by nothing. Frankly, you could imagine anything. Um, 
So think about that for a second, about that you can literally create anything that you want. You know, you can manifest anything into existence. You can be anything you want. You don't even have to be a human in a body. You can be, you can walk around without a body and just observe everything that's going on without having these like lanky hands and twingly fingers in front of your face all the time <laughs> flowing in and out of your field of awareness. Um, you can you can basically literally create anything you want and there's nothing that can't that there's nothing that can't be created. You know, you can create a purple elephant flying across the sky. You can create a, a world in which there's no poverty and no um, violence and fear. You know, you're you are the creator of your reality, basically. Of everything that happens in it. It's like a dream, you know, you, you're determining what happens, what happens in it. But again, the you that I use needs to be put into check because I know because sometimes people actually have these experiences one of the traps and they come back and they think oh my god my ego is god and they, th they think they're god and then it gets to their head and they become arrogant and all that but it's, it's not really how it works some other implications um nothing else is happening aside from what's happening right now <laughs> this uh this is kind of a not not as obvious of a one and can be a little bit discomforting sometimes but it actually is an amazing once you um, kind of get used to it and you realize that literally so whatever you're experiencing right now like your feet on the floor um, the sounds that you're hearing in the room or the space that you're in the things that you're looking at the, the physical sensations that you have um, there's this is all that's happening in all of existence in this moment <laughs> there's nothing else happening so for example if you're like just like in a dream right let's say let's say you're in a dream and you're sitting in this room um is anything else happening outside of this is there is there president trump somewhere in his office making some deals is there your 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 friends potentially talking something badly about you behind your back is there a baseball game going on somewhere else no there isn't there's nothing else happening aside from this right now this is all that this is all that exists in all of experience and all of the universe. It's just this this one moment right now, and the things that are happening in it. There's nothing else happening. Um, everything else is just a concept in your head. Uh, so, for example, if you're talking to your friend, and your friend leaves the room, for all intents and purposes, your friend just disappeared from existence, completely. Like, it's just the only the only part that, uh, like, the only part of him that that still lives on at that point is just that he's a thought he becomes a thought or a concept in your head the second he leaves the room and the second he comes back in the room and you physically see him and hear him he manifests into existence again right so that's that's how it works in a dream right we can understand that that um you know there isn't when we're in a dream and a, and a person in our dream leaves the room they're not actually doing something else you know so let's let's say in your dream your friend was your, your friend hang out with your friend your friend's like okay cool i'm gonna go meet up with tom you know we're gonna go grab a beer then he leaves the room he didn't actually like you don't know that he actually that anybody actually went up to go meet up with tom for beer he may come back and say yeah yeah my time with tom is great that that's cool but like that didn't really happen he just l walked out of that door disappeared from existence and then later reappeared in existence and because you had the idea of your in your head that he was going to meet tom for beer 
that character that came back in is going to talk about the fact that he met Tom for beer. So it's it's really amazing. It's amazingly um, it's this amazingly complex and detailed dream, which is why it's so hard to realize that it's a dream, uh, because it's just so incredibly detailed and so incredibly intelligent. The amount of intelligence that went into um, that you have, that went into the creation of your dream, is vastly complex, complex beyond the wildest dreams of the of the conscious mind. I mean, the conscious mind can can barely know unroll a paper clip you know where this imagination mind I'll call it <laughs> is uh, is creating an entire universe of people and places and things and different types of beings and colors and textures and it's, it's an amazing it's amazing um, so that's another implication uh, one of the implications that's really hard to swallow um, is that the pe all the people in your life um, don't really exist on their own independently. It's not that they don't exist, they don't in exist independently. So um, sort of like the example I said, um, it's not like all the people that you think about, they have, you know, they have like their own independent existence outside of you imagining them, right? Um, so that's one implication of this, of this sort of paradigm. The second one is that you don't really exist either. So that's the thing that we for, that we forget. We're like, oh my god, like I had this um, feeling for a while that was really disturbing to me that I felt like I was all alone. You know, this is called a solipsism. It's a it's like sort of a more of a philosophy that like you're the only person that exists in the entire universe. And uh, at first, like my ego mind was kind of it knew that that wasn't true, but there was something um, there was something that was like grabbed onto that because the ego thought it, it was the one that had this realization. So um, it basically thought that it was the only thing that exists. But really that's not true. God or the um, deepest layer of consciousness is the only thing that exists. But that consciousness is also creating the, the ego mind and the body, you see? And you're identified with uh, the ego mind and the body. So that's also a part of the imagination. So what you think of as you, uh, being the, the, the little voice that talks in your head and the, the body that you see when you, you look down and you see feet and uh, you look at your hand and you see a hand, that's also being created by the imagination. The, the voice in your head is being created by it. All the emotions that you feel are cre being created by it. All of, uh, basically everything in your experience is created by this, uh, this, this deep level of the imagination. So, um, so it's not that other people don't exist and you don't, it's that you don't exist and the other people don't exist. But I want to clarify that it's not that they don't exist, it's that they're, it's basically not what, what, it's not what, what you think it is. They exist in the same way that the people, like you, when you were dreaming last night, there were people in there. Do you say those people didn't exist? No, they exist. They were there. You, you talk to them, like you, you experience them. And in, in your dream, did you say you didn't exist? No, you did. Like you had a body, you had thoughts, like things were happening. Um, but then you woke up and you realized none of that was real, quote unquote. You know, it wasn't real because it all disappeared the moment you woke up. Um, so similarly, we make this error in the morning when we wake up and we feel that, um, okay, that was the dream, but this is the real 
thing that's going on. Um, but really, this is also the dream. Um, and it, it, and you, you will never really understand what I'm talking about here until you wake up from this dream, which is which it is possible to do. Mind blowing, right? Like it is po like your you your regular experience right now. The whole room you're in, the the, the people that you know, the things that you're seeing, you can wake up from that dream. Literally, you can wake up from that dream. Um, and you will never fully get that this reality, your, your, what you think is your normal reality is a dream until you wake up from it. You can, you can listen to podcasts about it. You can read articles about it. You can meditate. You can do whatever you want. But until you actually wake up from it, you'll never realize, you'll, you'll, you'll never fully believe it. I mean, it's just so unbelievable. It's so unbelievable. I mean, you can't even imagine <laughs> how unbelievable it is. Um, but until you wake up from that dream, you will always, um, you'll always not really uh, fully believe it. Um, <clears throat> and of course, you don't want to believe it. You want it to be a part of your experience. You don't want it to just be a, a belief. Um, so some more implications of this are that um, nothing you ever feared, not all the things that you ever feared or were worrying about or were pulling you to do things that you didn't want to do or be someone you didn't want to be, poof, they're gone. You don't have to worry about any of those anymore. Good freaking news, right? I mean, like, for example, money. A lot of people get very stressed about money, and they think that they have to spend their whole lives working to earn money um, because that's how life works, right? You work hard, you earn money, and then you get to support your a lifestyle you're comfortable with, and then you get to retire eventually and then have some joy and stuff like that. Or maybe if you're, if you're extra smart, you've learned to make money in maybe a more passive way and then you get to spend more of your time doing what you want. That, that's always good. Um, but what I, what I mean to say is that, so with this paradigm, if, if life is a dream, when you look at your, when you look at your bank account um, on, let's say, you, your, uh, your, your bank, bank website's dashboard that shows you how much money you have and your investments and, and whatever, or your brokerage account, um, what's generating those numbers that you're seeing? You're, you are. You're generating those numbers. You're imagining those numbers. So like, let's say you look at your bank account and it says that you have $100,000 in your bank account. <clears throat> when you realize you're imagining those numbers, it is entirely possible to refresh the web browser and then see 300000 the next time. Um, like that's, I'm, I'm not saying that that is something that you will necessarily be able to do, but right off the bat, but I'm saying that's how, it, I'm trying to use these examples to show you how it works in the sense that you're generating everything you see. So you're creating the laptop, you're creating the screen, you're creating all the pixels and showing up, and thus you're creating the numbers that you're seeing in the bank account. And the reason it shows like a, num a number or a similar number each time is because you know how much money you have in your bank account, so you're gonna create a, something similar to uh, be consistent with that. And so that, because basically the, um, the way, how do I say this? the rules of reality, right? That there are certain rules, right? We can't ignore that. Like, right, if, if you drop a rock, it falls on the floor. Gravity, like, okay, how do I explain that? Well, when I work hard, I, I do get this paycheck and it comes into my bank account and then it goes up. So how do you explain things like that? So reality does have certain rules with it, but the thing is these rules are created by you. 
these rules are basically your beliefs. So reality behaves, because, because reality is, is just a projection from inside of you, the rules of reality are based off of your beliefs of reality. So if you believe that's how, that's how money works, then that's how money works. You have to work and then you get money. If you, if you don't believe that that's how money works, if you believe that, no, that's not true. I don't have to, like, money, I'm in a dream. So why would I have to work to get money? I could just imagine more money and then I'd have more money. Um, then that would be more how uh, reality would work for you. Um, similarly with anything else, <laughs> again, <laughs> I haven't proved all of these things, but I have proved, uh, I've seen, I've experienced parts of them for sure. But I, I theorize, one of my hypotheses, hypotheses is that if I really got myself to not believe in gravity anymore, I could uh, drop something and it would actually go upwards instead of downwards. Like, it's just a, uh, the, the point I'm trying to illustrate this is by reality is completely governed by your, by your beliefs. Everything, everything about it. Um, therefore, the only way to get something to change in your reality is to, for you to believe something different. Otherwise, nothing will change. So, for example, if you want um, a million-dollar house, then you would have to basically convince yourself that you have a million-dollar house or that you, f you feel what it's like to have a million-dollar house or you're capable of having a million-dollar house, you deserve a million-dollar house, it's coming to you, and then it would come. And of course, there's there's lots of like personal development. Uh, what do you call it? Um, kind of like um, a law of attraction and all that stuff. And, and all that stuff is real. But but the people that are teaching it, they don't really understand why it works. They just think it's oh, that's a neat trick. If I if I continue to think about something and believe something different, then it manifests in my reality. Awesome. And like, don't get me wrong, that's really useful to know because that is how to get things in your reality. Um, however. This provides <laughs> a little bit more. It's not magic when it happens. Like you realize all these things that they talk about in, like religion or things that seem kind of woo-woo or whatever. Like they're they're true, but it's not it's not so unbelievable when you realize what how reality works and that you're imagining all of it. So of course, of course, you can have these amazing, seemingly supernatural things happen that defy science. Because who created science? Like who created the articles that you read and the textbooks that you read when you were growing up. You created all of those. So you see what I'm saying? So um, I'd also like to shift your perception of even this recording itself. <laughs> if what I'm saying is true, then from your point of view, you are creating these words that you're listening to right now. You are in a dream right now listening to, and you created this character called Jeremy who has a recording series of recordings and so based and about the fact that you're in a dream pretty meta right so so you're creating um so this is all this is all still happening inside of your dream um so basically if you're hearing this it probably means that uh the deeper layer of your consciousness want is is wanting you to is trying to wake you up you know so this is basically a message that you're sending to yourself inside of your own dream um, to remind you of something that you've forgotten. Because that's all this is. That's all life is. It's, it's a big game of hide and go seek. We are all God. All of us. All of the people you see, the ducks, the, the, the leaves, the people, your friends, they're all just God, all wearing all these different masks. And um, 
as God, we wanted to play hide-and-go-seek. That's what we do as God. We play hide-and-go-seek, and then we remember who we are. We remember, oh, yeah, oh, my God. Oh, my God, that's so funny, all those people. That guy was such a dick to me. He, like, totally screwed me over that one time. And, like, but that was me. It was all me. Everyone was me. All the people I met were me. My dog was me. My, the leaves were me. Like, everything was me. That was fun. Let's play again. And then we hide again. And then we then we remember again. So that's kind of the game we're playing here. Um, which is quite entertaining. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to recontextualize how to listen to even this recording from this perspective. Because you could intellectualize it or you can try to experience right now. Like imagine right now if you were in a dream. And you, I'm just one of the characters in your dream. But I'm a very special character. I'm a special character because I'm a character that's talking about the fact that you're in a dream. So that's cool, right? Because um, this is this is this is like, and that's what gurus are really. Like when you talk about a guru, a guru is just um, a character in your dream that is sim is, is uh, symbolically representing the fact that you're in a dream. Right, so it's 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 a it's a character in your dream that's helping to lead you out of the dream. Um, so that's kind of what gurus are. They're not real, right? That they're not different people. They're you. They're they're just they're just projections of your own mind, but they represent like just like a dream. Everything that happens in a dream is symbolic. There's whole books about it about interpreting dreams and all this stuff. It's symbolic. But but what you don't realize is that your normal life is just as symbolic. Every everything is symbolic. Everything that happens in your dream, or in your normal life, I should say, uh, what you consider your normal life, is symbolic. It's all symbol. So, the, so if you have like, let's say, a, you know, a guru or something that you listen to, or a spiritual teacher, um, that's just um, that, that's a quote unquote enlightened or awakened or whatever you want to call it. Um, Self-realized, I think, is the best term for it. Um, they're just a symbol within your dream, of of um, of leading you out of the dream, <laughs> leading you to this realization that you're God again. So, um, so that's cool. Let's see uh, other implications of this. Yeah. So, so basically, at at first, when you realize something like this, it can be very shocking and even disturbing um, to the mind, of course. But uh, but the thing that realizes it isn't the mind. So it's not. There's no one for it to be disturbing to. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Um, that being said, if you're like me, um, and basically what happened in my case is I had a direct realization of this. However, then the mind crept back in. So now I'm kind of in this sort of limbo phase where I have memories of this experience and this realization. It's still potent for me. However, the mind is still there's still identification with some of the conscious mind, so the, the voice that talks in the head. There's still some, there's still some, um, there's still some partial identification with those thoughts that come up and um, with... <laughs> cute. That's a cute one. Yeah, this really cute fluffy, fluffy dog that's, that I'm dreaming of. <laughs> I'm tugging up on my foot. Uh, where was I? 
Yeah, so there's still some identification with my own uh, the little chitter-chatter voice in my own experience, which, uh, which, which limits like the full realization of what's going on. So um, that can also be a trap that uh, many people fall into that have temporary awakening experiences. Um, but uh, of course, it's uh, the way the way the dream is experienced is that is as a journey. So the realization of the fact that we're in a dream it unfolds over time. So I think this uh, recording is probably long and abstract enough for now. So I'll probably wrap it up shortly. Um, but I wanted to kind of give you the meat of this realization early on in these recordings because pretty much everything else is based off of this. I mean, once you realize your life is a dream, then that kind of changes the way you experience everything else. You know, it's like a paradigm shift. You know, like, like imagine a kid uh, realized he was adopted. Um, that, and people have, that's like a, wow, wow, that just changed my whole world. My parents aren't really my biological parents. Wow, that's crazy. So that's like a that's kind of an example of like a of like a wow a really different way of seeing like one's whole life. But then when you realize your life is a dream, and you are a, a one of the characters in the dream, you're you're not even the dreamer. You're you're one of the characters because uh, I have to be careful because I keep using you in in different ways. When I say when I say you in that case, I meant the conscious mind is not the is is one of the characters. The the body is one of the characters. Um, you realize you're not real. Like what you are is not real and neither are any of the, anything else you're looking at. It's also not real. Um, that's a very profound shift in the way we see everything, which takes time to adjust to, but in the end is so much better. Oh my God, it's so much lighter, so much more whimsical, it's so much more surprising, it's so much more magical uh, because you can create such a more magical way of living. Um, when you realize what, what the nature of reality is and the things that you want can come to you so much quicker um, and the, what you want to experience, you have so much more uh, power over it about of, of your experience and you're, you're no, never a victim anymore uh, because you realize everything that's happening, you're creating. And like, oh man, it's just, it's really hard to even start to explain <laughs> The, the differences that this creates in your uh, experience of the dream. Um, because like, for example, let's say someone yells at you and you get mad at them. Um, it's kind of hard to hold resentment when you realize that you are the person who just yelled at you <laughs> and you created that whole experience. Um, you look at it very differently, you know, even if, even when there is still some ego identification where, where which there is in my case. So, it really changes like your whole perspective on what's happening. And, and then instead of feeling angry, you, you, all you feel is, hmm, why did I just create that? Let's think about it. You don't yell at the person because then you realize, like there's no reason to ever yell at anybody <laughs> or show anger to anybody because you're just yelling at yourself. <laughs> you're screaming at yourself. Like if you were in a dream and you realized you were dreaming and someone came up and yelled at you, would you yell back at them? No, because you're just yelling at yourself. That's just only to create more turmoil for you. You're just, you're generating more more um you're generating more anger in your own deep subconscious mind that's just going to manifest more characters that are angry so what you're looking at is a projection of you so if you don't like the world you're living in then you don't like your own mind because that's what you're looking at um so 
Yeah, and, and if you don't like the world, the only thing to change is yourself because you're creating the world. You're creating the world you live in. Um, and you realize any previous paradigms you had were just beliefs. So like even this belief, like I'm just trying to help it sink in like how significant this this um, changes because I was talking to it about it to a friend recently and they were like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter anyways, right? Is it a dream, is it not? But same, same old, same old, right? Like either way, it's the same. No, it's not the same <laughs> because when you realize um, that you're creating everything, it, it really changes all everything about your interactions, how you operate in the world. Like like I said, there's nothing to fear, there's no one to hate. Um, that that's quite a big change right there. And uh, your whole paradigm of reality changes. So the fact that you think that you're a human, a person, a human living inside of a physical world on this uh, sphere, which floats in. Sp- floats in outer space um, like that's what you think and why do you think that because that's what you because that's what like but, but if you think about it, so this, this is actually an interesting exercise that I did is like so you have a belief like that like that's a pretty big one right pretty fundamental I'd say 99.99999% of people believe that that they're a person living in a living on this sphere floating in outer space but why do you believe that if you really trace it down, it's just the only reason you, know you believe that is because you read it certain places, you learned it in your science class, um, other people told you that that was the case, um, you saw a picture, you saw a photograph of that. Um, but if, from this vantage point, who created <laughs> the teacher that told you that? Who created the article that you're reading, that you read about it? Who, who who created the photograph that you um, that you saw that that tipped you off that you were that that proved quote unquote proved that you're in a, in a sphere floating in outer space and you're a physical human. So um, basically, it's just a belief system. You just you saw certain things. There were certain visual and auditory senses that you picked up on, um, and then you believe those. So boom, that creates your reality. So that's what we call. Um, you know the, the the inputs of the dream that create your experience. So and it's, it's not like that's a negative thing, right? Like you, those things happen to give you the experience of being in a human in a, in a, in a on a planet. Like that's cool. This is this is a cool experience. But it, it's just not the only experience. You can have any experience you want. You don't have to be a human in a world. You can be. You don't even have to have a body. You can just like float around, experiencing things. Um, and it doesn't even have to be like on a planet, you know, it can like you're basically in like an I like you're in like a three dimensional IMAX theater that you're you're the director, you're the audience, you're all the characters. So anything is possible. Um, so I, I, I find that to be very empowering. Um, and then when you see when you start to have the experience of it. Um, it starts, your whole reality starts operating very differently. Um, <clears throat> so there's some other important implications of that, of this, and that's death. Death doesn't exist either. That's another thing, just like how I explained how the fact that you're a human living in a world was programmed in. Same thing with death. You've heard about death. You see other people that have died. Um, but again, all of that is happening inside of the dream. <laughs> 
So yes, in fact, in your dream, there may be a situation where, where the body that you're in, which basically is just a collection of physical sensations and visual stimuli, um, that, will go, that might go away at one point. Um, and same thing with the, the chitter-chatter voice in your head, the one that you think is you, that, that voice might go away too. But, but the, thing that's, the thing that was always aware and that was creating that imagination, that was creating that dream, doesn't ever die. It continues and then it makes a new dream and a new dream and a new dream. Just continuous dreams. Um, and, uh, and it also doesn't even have to create a dream. You can, like, if you reach very, very deep points of consciousness, you can just stay in this sort of, like, blissful state of nothingness where there actually is no movie playing. Like, there do you don't even have to play a movie um, at all times. Um, but, uh, you know, the reason we play movies is because it's a lot more interesting when there's movies playing. <laughs> um, some other implications for this. Man, there's just, it really is just a recontextualization of everything in your entire experience. So uh, the, the implications are really almost endless. I'm just trying to touch on some of the key ones. Um, the other thing is cause and effect. So with this paradigm, there's no, there's no really cause and effect. So it's not like, um, okay, in order to make something happen, I have to take X and Y step to make it happen. That's not really how it works. There may be a, a parent cause and effect. So for example, if I throw a, you know, a tomahawk at that tree that's standing right next to me, um, there will be a little divot in that tree and then I'll pull out the tomahawk and I'll see a divot in that tree. So, but did, the, did me throwing the tomahawk at the tree actually create that divot? Well, in, in terms of the dream, that was like the dream reason for it, right? The tomahawk hit the tree and there was a divot, but Ultimately, the, there's only a there's only a divot in that tree because I imagine a divot in that tree. There could easily I could easily throw the tomahawk at the tree and just have a spur of rainbows come out, you know. Um, so it's not really a direct cause and effect with anything. So the implications of that are that if there's anything that you want to happen in your life, there aren't actually like ten steps you need to take to get there. All you have to do is is shift into shift your beliefs into a state where that thing is already happening or happened um, and then you shift into that timeline so um, basically another another analogy is that it's not I don't want to say analogy because it's not really an analogy but um, this would be more of a metaphor of watching a movie but similarly when you watch a movie um, there isn't really time happening in a movie right it's just a success it's a succession of uh, individual frames that you're looking at that speed up very fast to create this illusion of motion and time. Uh, the same thing is happening in your uh, in your dream. There isn't really time going on. You just it just feels like there is because the frames are changing. And, uh, and I'll, I can, I'll maybe have another whole another episode about how time is created, the illusion of time. Um, that's a really interesting one. But uh, what I'm trying to get at here is that. You can, like, if you were if you were a master at manifesting things, you could literally just um, manifest this new reality instantaneously. Like, there doesn't have to be steps along the journey. It could be instantaneously transformed before your eyes. Um, if you were like at that level, I mean, that's like God level of consciousness. That's like you. That's like you're fully identified back with being God, which takes which takes some time. 
Um, it doesn't. Uh, see, see how see how time is still programmed even within even within me. Even after seeing that it doesn't, it's still like there's still time thing. It's so ingrained. Um, there's a parent time, right? There's a parent time. There's not really time. Um, so on that same thread um, is the illusion of motion. I might do a whole other. Uh, I don't. Sorry. Um, sorry. Dream character just came up to me and asked me for a light. <laughs> um, or I could say God just came out to me. Well, God wanted a lighter. Who, who would have thought he smokes? Um, so this is actually a pretty, this, this one really threw me for a loop. Um, realizing that like you have never gone anywhere. You've never gone anywhere. You've never moved. You've never moved your whole life. Like that's crazy because all that's happened is the scenery has changed and your body is actually a part of the scenery so when you're walking what's what's really happening you're just seeing feet moving up and down back and forth coming in and out of your view and you're seeing the background change and that creates the illusion of motion but you haven't really ever moved anywhere just the scenery of your dream has changed similarly like how at night you can um, go to different places you can walk you can bike ride you can go from one side of the park to the other you can you can get an airplane you can go to a new city and all this stuff and um and it feels like you've traveled around the whole world but really when you wake up there you are in your bed still ah. <laughs> so it's the same in um, real life you're not actually moving anywhere you're just uh floating and well you're not even floating but the the metaphor would be that you're floating in a vast field of nothingness but really there's not even such thing as space space isn't space is an illusion created by the mind in, in the same way that time is so you haven't actually gone anywhere um ever so like f for example so that's like the whole idea of like teleportation like of course you could teleport like i'm in amsterdam right now or my the dream scape that i'm looking at symbolizes Amsterdam and uh, you know I kind of want to go to uh, let's say if I want to go back and visit my parents in Rockville if I was a master manifester I could instantly just be back in Rockville sitting in my house talking to my family you know because it's just a dream you know I, I could just change the dream you know you're not like it's not like I actually have to go buy a plane ticket get on a plane go to Rockville because there's not such thing as physical space. Um, it's just, you know, I'm just projecting it all. So I could just project a different movie on my, a different uh, slide on my screen and boom, back in Rockville. So I remember, I remember realizing this is hilarious. I got on a plane one time and I realized that I wasn't actually on a plane. It was just, uh, it was just really hilarious. And I didn't even need to be on a plane to go anywhere. Um, so again, what, what I'm talking about here is um, experiences you can have when you're extremely, extremely lucid within the dream. You know, it's like, um, so basically, the, the, and then, so all these things that I'm talking about, when can they actually come into your experience? That's, that's what matters, right? Well, they come into your experience when you're lucid in the dream. So you might have heard of lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is uh, something that you can do, and I do recommend you do. There's many videos on how to lucid dream, um, where you basically realize you're dreaming while you're in the dream. Um, and then 
people, you know, many people talk about it, have videos about it. It's been studied extensively by researchers, etc. Um, but it's pretty cool because you wake up in this dream and you realize you're dreaming and then you're like, oh my God, I could do anything. I'm in a dream. I could create anything I want. I could go fly. I could do anything, you know, because you're, and then the more lucid you are, the more ability you have to change your dream and whatever. But if you're not conscious of the dream, the dream just kind of unfolds on its own. And it seems like you have no part in it. And you're just, like you said, like, oh, I had this dream last night. This happened. But if you were in lucid dreaming, you're like, I had, like, I created this last night in my dream and I, I created that in my dream, you know, but that's, so when you come, when you become lucid in this dream, then the same thing can happen, right? But, but when you're not lucid in it, um, then it doesn't happen. So um, basically, as soon as you realize that you're in a dream, as soon as you um, believe, <laughs> it's not even believing, it's, it's, it's realizing, it's, it's a realization, it's like a, you know, you basically become, and that's what that's what people say: consciousness, levels of consciousness. What a perfect term, right? Because you're you're more conscious. It's just like when you're sleeping, right? Like they, they say, like you're coming in and out of consciousness, or you know, you're becoming more conscious. You're becoming less asleep until you finally wake up from the whole dream. You know, that's like you're completely conscious. You know, but there's many layers in between fully asleep and fully conscious. Um, so. And that can be explored. And there's also a difference between waking up from the dream and being very lucid in the dream. So when you're very lucid in the dream, you're still in the dream. You're still seeing things. You're still seeing people. You're still having experiences. You still likely have a, um, you're seeing a body uh, following you around everywhere you go. Um, you're still, it still feels like you're looking out through eyes and all that. Um, but, you know, you're still having those experiences. But waking up from the dream there's there's just nothing you know there, there's no there's no people there's no scenery um there's likely not even any physical sensations or sounds it's just um just just nothingness um it's not like it's not like when you wake up from this dream that you wake up in a in somewhere else right it's not like an, another bigger bed somewhere <laughs> no 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 it's just uh you wake up nowhere uh there's not there's no the they call it no thing you know no thing um or or you could also people call it no thing everything um it's just like basically it's the same thing as imagine you were dreaming last night um you know what's what's creating all of that right like this empty like what's what's imagination what's imagining it it's like well you could call it you call it whatever you want you call it like the deep mind you know let's call it that that's this, this like like imagine imagine you were dreaming but there was no dream, right? That I mean, there was no, you were, you were dream, you were asleep, but there was no dream happening, right? So that's like a, a level of deep sleep. So that's kind of like an example of like what, you know, what, what would be experienced. But, um, you know, that's also, it's, 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 it's different when you actually have the experience of that. Um, there's like deep feelings of, love and coming home and coming back to the source and you know it's like blissful you know that's why so many people strive after that experience of leaving the dream um, but at the same time we leave the dream and then we create the dream again so you know there's also something to be said for experiencing the dream but uh, so basically if you're asleep in the dream right now you're probably just in the very beginning processes of becoming slightly more lucid 
slightly more lucid, slightly more lucid, 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 until you finally wake up. And then when you wake up, you disappear along with the entire universe because you created the entire universe. So, yeah. So that was a lot. I think I'll stop for now, but um, more to come. And uh, actually, I wanted to relate this to a few things because I could see how you could listen to this and be like, wow, this person's just crazy. You know, this doesn't make any sense. I'm pretty sure I live in a world. Pretty sure I'm a person. I mean, it seems pretty obvious to me. Um, well, science, like, what about science? How about that, you know? I, I mean, so I'll just mention some some things here. Um, but know that they don't really matter because you're creating all of them anyway. <laughs> so, um, you know, you can, I, I recommend researching uh, quantum physics quant and quantum mechanics. Uh, basically talks about all of this and is completely flipping the entire scientific paradigm on its, on its face, you know. Uh, it's, uh, if you read um, any of the studies or watch some videos about quantum physics, it talks about how reality is an illusion and reality doesn't exist unless you're looking at it. Um, AKA, because you're in a dream. Um, it also talks about how um, the, <laughs> there's one quote from a physicist. I, sh I, should, I should pull up some of these things and stop being lazy and include them in my little recordings here. But um, that talks about how, yeah, it's looking like um, matter is less like a collection of uh, particles and more like a thought. <laughs> so it's, it's amazing that um, these physicists have come to the same conclusion through scientific experimentation. But the difference between mystics uh, is that they came to these same conclusions, but through their own experience. So they actually woke up from the dream or became much more lucid in the dream. So they, it's, it's obvious to them what's going on. They don't need to, they don't need to make any experiments. <laughs> like when you wake up and then you go back to sleep, but you remember the waking up or you stay awake ideally there's no there's no need for experimentation because <laughs> you already know what happened you know what what happened um but you know what's going on but so quantum physics backs up everything that i've said here um there's and every single spiritual tradition talks about this um, not always the mainstream uh, versions of the religion because most mainstream versions of the religion they basically so basically the, the beginning of every religion was someone essentially that became either woke up from the dream or became very lucid in the dream um, and then they tried to explain to everybody else like the insights that they had as a result of that experience and uh, but they're explaining it to people that the other people in their dream that are still asleep they kind of misconstrue it and create all these laws and wars happen and all this stuff uh, so you know that but there this there is a stream of every religion called um that's a, more of a mysticism so within christianity there's like christian mysticism and gnosticism within islam there's sufism within judaism there's jewish mysticism and uh, kabbalah there's um you know, there's obviously Buddhism and Hinduism already kind of inherently mysticism based. So those those don't really um, even the mainstream the mainstreams of those have stayed mostly uh, in integrity. So pretty much uh, science as well as all of the uh, 
mysticism aspects of the major religions, which are the people that are actually having these experiences for themselves and not just reading a book and believing things, they all um, basically support this idea of your reality being an illusion, illusion being a dream, hologram, whatever you want to call it, um, you yourself not being real either, and the only really being existing one thing, which uh, is described as either God or uh, Brahman or uh, consciousness or awareness or quantum field, whatever you want to call it.